Welcome to the podcast of Life Church in Houston, Texas. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope that this message inspires your week, builds your faith, and ultimately brings you closer to Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. We're starting this new series called Rhythm. Now, now rhythm is something that came into my heart uh, several months ago when I just started thinking about how important it is to live a daily life with God, to have that as part of our, our walk with God. And, and so far this Sunday, we are starting our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Yes, I did eat cheese enchiladas yesterday. I'm covered uh, at least for a few weeks, uh, hopefully. And uh, tomorrow I start my fasting and, and praying. And uh, that's going to be from January the 8th to the 28th. So from today until uh, a couple of uh, three Saturdays from today. And my personal fasting time during this 21 days is uh, what's going to be called a Daniel's fast. That's where I am fasting sugar. I'm fasting meat. Uh, I'm eating a lot of vegetables. And uh, so that's what I'm really going to focus in on. And I would just ask you, everybody that's a part of Life Church, find something that you can do to fast, be a part of that. Uh, Another fast that I'm doing within my Daniel's fast is I'm fasting every Wednesday. I've been doing this for several months now for some very special needs. And and, um, I'm fasting from my last meal on uh, Tuesday night until the sun goes down on Wednesday. So uh, it's an easy fast right now because the sun goes down pretty early. You get off work, go eat. So, uh, hey, uh, check back with me during the summer. You might see me a little uh, down, but I I would love for you to just join with me and be a part of that. And then I also want to mention, uh, even though I think it's already been mentioned on our announcements, that during this time of prayer and fasting, The three Saturdays, which would be the 14th, 21st, and the 28th, we will be having prayer, corporate prayer at the League City campus from the hours of 5 until 6. This is going to be a time of worship. This is going to be a time where we pray together. And I think that we need to pray corporately. We need God to talk to us about some things this year and to help us. And so please Do everything you can on your Saturdays. Get everything done. Come pray with us from 5 until 6. And and I will say on that last Saturday, the 28th, we're going to close out our time of fasting and prayer with communion. And I hope you'll be there for that day. Amen. So um, to start this series, I've asked the ushers to pass out a few things to you. And uh, so at each campus, if you ushers would go ahead and, and they're going to be passing out a, a prayer list and they're also going to be passing out a prayer agenda. I'm going to talk here for just a few minutes until you get those in your hands. So uh, do you already have those here at the Houston campus? Okay, y'all are going to pass those out at the Friendswood campus, I mean. So they're passing out here. Houston, go ahead. League City, go ahead. And I want to tell you about this yellow sheet of paper that you're going to receive here in just a few moments. Now, about nine years ago, actually, we're um, eight years and 11 months uh, uh, ago, um, my dad passed. And uh, he had gone on a Sunday afternoon to get a little bit of uh, lunch right across the freeway here at 
um, at uh, Papa Seafood. And um, I don't know exactly what happened, but when he pulled up, uh, he got out of the car and, and he fell. And um, we think that he hit the, the, the side mirror with his head. And, and while he got up and said, oh, everything's okay, everything's okay, one of, the, one of the men that was standing there watching said, no, I think you need to go to the hospital. And they took him, and thank God they did, because um, in just a matter of moments, he had developed a bleed in his brain, and um, he was gone. Uh, he was gone before we could even get to the hospital. And uh, it was, uh, of course, a very traumatic time. He, he lingered, um, basically, uh, what, no response for several days. Uh, and, and after, I guess, about 10 days when he passed, the next night, my two sisters uh, and I went to his office and we started just cleaning. We knew that we had to clean stuff out and Jan was still here. We wanted to do it while it was, um, uh, we were all together. And, and uh, it, it was really an amazing experience for Jan and Jean and I to sit in the office of my father because... As we started going through stuff, I, I found a letter that he had written to me, not delivered. Uh, Jan and Jean <clears throat> had letters there for them. I, it's like he was preparing for this moment. And a lot of little things that we picked up that, that really uh, are meaningful, things that I have in my office even today. But one of the things that was the most impacting was this yellow sheet of paper. And, and I copied it. So that you would have it in his handwriting, uh, basically a reproduction of the same piece of paper that, that he wrote on this uh, yellow uh, line paper. And, and um, as he passed this out, or as, I, as, I, as he wrote this out, he's writing about what he's going to do today. And... and you know, over the last nine years, this has been very close to my desk every day. And, and I probably have looked at it two or three hundred times and just thought about how dad had a plan for his day. And, and that really has uh, impacted me. As a matter of fact, about five months ago, I, I, I went to my son, Bo, and I said, I, I really am feeling that the first series of the year needs to be about this. And... And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about that in our time of prayer. I'm going to be praying through this. And, and I want to take just a minute here to just read it. If you haven't, get it out. Let's read it together. So he says today, it's his to-do list. And, and I know a lot of times our to-do list has to do with, you know, groceries or what meetings we have to go through. But this to-do list is about walking with God. And I love on the right top corner how he has three kind of sub points that he's going to do. He's going to strengthen his home. He was constantly pouring into us. He was going to strengthen his family and he was going to strengthen his relationship with God. And then he starts off one through 16 and I'll just read through them. I will pray. I will forgive. I will love with a pure heart fervently. I will live by the word. I will be real. I will be free from hypocrisy. I will worship in spirit and in truth. I will not sin. 
I cannot fail the Lord. I will help somebody in need. I will magnify the Lord. I will discipline myself. I will take up my cross. I will not offend. I will be kind and understanding. I will deny myself. I gave this list to my son Benjamin and he wrote out a prayer agenda for us to follow over these next 21 days. And the prayer agenda just follows through on the today list that dad had. So on the first week there on the first page, you can see we're going to be praying about strengthening our relationship with God. The second week, strengthening my family. The third week, strengthening my home. And then each of the points that dad made, we are going to spend a day praying through those points. And also Monday through Friday, I'm going to be giving a short devotion on Facebook that will cover that topic. So tomorrow I'm going to talk about living for God today. And as I'm going to go through this, it, I want you to take this. And I, I know it's probably not going to be as precious to you as it is to me or to my family because it's, of course, dad's handwriting. But I think it's precious to you in a sense that, that this is something that we can see, that we can do everything we can to live by. I think if dad was here, he would tell you, I, I failed miserably on trying to do this, but it didn't stop him from trying. It, it didn't stop him from making the effort. And, and I love that he made the effort to do everything that he could to spend the day living for God. When, when I think about this, and, and rhythm uh, is just a strong, regular repeated pattern of movement or of sound. I could get Jackson up here on the drums and I could say, give us a rhythm and he could knock out a rhythm and he, it would be strong and it would be repeated. But the type of uh, rhythm that I'm talking about is the rhythm of, of walking with God. The rhythm of my life being what God wants it to be. And, and truthfully, our life and our walk with God should just be the rhythm of our life. Now, I know that there's other to-do lists that have a lot of other things that we can put on it. I got up this morning thinking about a lot of things that I needed to accomplish. And I'm thankful for those type of lists. They move life forward. But really, this is the most important to-do list of your life. To live for God. To make that the rhythm of our life. And, and there's things that we do over and over. We, we, of course, eat every day. You know, that's part of our life, our rhythm. Our body has uh, given us that demand of eating every day, sleeping every day. There's, there, there's reading or vacations or family events, entertainments. We, we, we develop a rhythm. There, there's some of you that you've been brushing your teeth the same way since as long as you can. You, you have a rhythm. It's the upper right side, then the lower right side. Then you go to the front, then you go to... You have a rhythm. You have a rhythm of how you get dressed. And I, I don't want to go into any details on that. But, but you know that there are rhythms that are in your life and, and it's something that is very strong in you. You don't even realize that you're doing it. It's something that is uh, repeated and it is just a pattern that you do life. And, and I'm just bringing to you over these next few weeks. And today we're going to be talking about walking with God. 
Next week, we're going to be talking about prayer. The third week, we're going to be talking about how we need to serve our life as a servant. And then the fourth week, how we need to be vigilant and and on guard. And I'm looking forward to unpacking these things and talking about how they should be a part of our life. The, The rhythm that we have with our walk with God should be the biggest part of our life. A Christian author and New Testament professor, Dallas Willard, once said, I want to live so close to God that when I die, I barely notice. And he's just making a point here about I want to live my life so that I'm walking close to the Lord. So whatever happens, I still remain in his presence because there is a rhythm of walking with God. There is a rhythm with God and and it's his rhythm. It's what he leads us into and what he wants to accomplish in our life. I mean, we can just look around us and see that God has a rhythm. Isn't he the one that set the universe into orbit and into being and set uh, the, the night and the day into motion, the rising and the setting of the sun and And he created all of these seasons by the way that the earth orbits around the sun. And and then even within his daily and and the seasonal system, you know, here, here we are and we create our life based on what God has already created. We, we just had a day uh, where we celebrated the beginning of a new year. Well, we do that because God put that in motion And now we are fitting our life into the rhythm of God, into what God wants to accomplish in our life. And God has ordained the whole universe to function one day at a time. One day at a time. It is a rising of the sun to the going down of the same. And and really, that's what we're talking about in our rhythm. Our rhythm is that I can only live one day at a time. I can't relive yesterday. It's gone. I, I, I can't go back and, and, and redo what I did yesterday. It is gone. And, and, and I can't live tomorrow, today. I have to live today, today. Boy, that is so profound. I, I should win some type of award for that. That's amazing. You, you can only live today Today, I I, I can't do anything else but live on this day. And so, because God has ordained the universe to revolve and function around one day, then it's up to me to make this day count, to make this day worth something, to make this day where something is accomplished in my life, and to make this day, the rhythm of this day, constantly walking with God. Now, Jesus, and I'll tell you a story here from the book of Matthew chapter 4, we find Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee. Now, that first sentence would somehow uh, give you an idea that Jesus was just going on a stroll, but he had purpose just as he has purpose when he walks with you and walks through your life. And And the purpose is that he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Now, now the follow him 
was simply, hey, walk where I'm going to walk. I mean, how simple is that? Walk where I'm going to walk. Walk at the pace that I am going to set. Stop when I stop. Listen when I speak. Watch when I am doing something. There is constantly this understanding that when he said, follow me, he's basically saying, I want you to watch my life and I want you to learn from my life. Now, next Sunday, I'm going to be preaching on prayer. And I think it's really amazing that these disciples, after they have followed him and they've seen him raise people from the dead, they've seen him cast out devils. They've seen him perform incredible miracles like blind eyes being open. When they had the chance to ask him a question, they didn't say, teach us how to bring the dead back to life. They said, Lord, teach us to pray because they understood as they walked with him and as they watched him that the foundation of everything that he did was because of his ability to pray. I'll preach that next Sunday. I'm feeling the anointing on it right now, but I'll hold off till next Sunday because it's important that we understand walking with Jesus is not just following a list of rules, but it's being sensitive to what the spirit would want to accomplish in our life. And, and of course, we've seen various references to walking with God throughout the Bible, all the way from the book of Genesis where Enoch walked with God to the very end. And and Paul, in his writing, many times talked about walking with God. In the book of Ephesians, he talks about walking worthy. In the book of Philippians, he talks about walking with God. And one scripture that I wanted to point out today is from his letter to the church in Colossae. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, he says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, aren't you thankful we received him? Anybody here in Friendswood, are you thankful that we've received Christ Jesus? I know in League City and Houston online, we're thankful that we have received him. What a difference he has made in our life. What an impact he's made on every moment and every day that we live. I'm so thankful that we've received him. And Paul says, since you have received him, so walk in him. So walk in him. And then he gives a little bit of a broader definition of this walking with him. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught. Abounding in it with thanksgiving. Walk with him. The, the Greek word there is parapateo. And, and it really comes from two words. It comes from para, which means around. And then pateo, which is just walk. Basically what it's saying is walk around with Jesus. Everybody say, walk around with Jesus. I want to walk around with Jesus. Everywhere I go, I want to walk around with Jesus. And and as Paul gives this command, it's in the present tense. So really what he's calling for here is a habitual walk, a way of life, a rhythm of life where every part of my life is with Jesus. Listen, I know that a lot of times we put a lot of emphasis on having a relationship with Jesus. And this is what I feel a rhythm of life with Jesus, how how it goes beyond that. You know, there are some people and everybody in this room will know what I'm talking about, that you have uh, relationships with certain people. There's cousins and there's uncles and there's friends and, and you may not see them and talk to them 
for a year, two years, two months, whatever it may be. I don't want that with my relationship with Jesus Christ. And what happens when we walk with him is we enter into fellowship with him. Fellowship where we're learning of him and where we're knowing of him. And, and, and this is what God really desires. I'm always going to be a son of God. I'm always going to be one that has been chosen by him. I, I, I'm always going to look to him as my father. But I also want to enter into that time of, of my life where I'm in fellowship with him, where there is a conversation that is going on between he and I, and there is a depth to our understanding, my understanding of what he wants for my life. You see, God desires us to walk with him. He, he is uh, consistently communicating with us, and he wants us to consistently communicate with him, listening to him through every aspect of life that we live. There, there's so many things that we do in life. And, and sometimes we say, well, that's not church stuff. So I, I'll just leave God aside. And, and, and that's not really something that uh, uh, would pertain to my spirituality. Uh, so I, I'll push God aside here. And, 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 and that's what God is saying. No, no, I want to be a part of your life. And walking with God is not walking with him and then all of a sudden walking off for a little bit and coming back. Walking with him is making it a consistency. Walking with God is not walking and then all of a sudden you're getting a crisis and you, and you turn to look and you, you wonder where is Jesus and oh there he is. Somehow we, we parted and I have to run over for this crisis and I have to get back involved with him and, and he helped me through and then there, there you go and soon I'm, I'm wandering off again. No, no, no. It, it's walking with him. It's walking every day with him. It's, it's communing with him in the walk. It's not the rules of okay I've got to do this so this day I'm going to walk with Jesus I'm going to walk with no it's more of the heart saying I want to be a part of whatever God wants to do in my life uh, Nancy and I walk and, and and we don't walk as much as we should but hey we have New Year's resolution I couldn't even get through that without laughing but we're, we're going to do our best amen and uh, sometimes when we walk um we're walking for our health, and Nancy will say, uh, I know I'm holding you back. Go ahead. My legs are longer. I have a longer stride and a faster pace. And, and so on those days when we're just out walking for exercise, um, I lap her. I mean, I, I, I'm good. Um, I mean, as good as you can be putting one foot in front of the other. I mean, it's pretty simple, really, but, but that's just uh, how fast I walk. But then there are other times when we're talking, and and we can walk and talk. And before you know it, we've walked as long as we intended to walk. And we're not through with our conversation. And we just walk a little bit further. Because there's something very pleasant about walking with someone and communing with them. When I'm walking fast, it's hard for her to talk to me or for me to talk to her. I, she doesn't want to scream down the street. She, I, I don't want to have to turn and hear, what? I, I couldn't hear you. I, we walk together, and, and, and I am convinced, I, I, I want you to hear me, and I, I want you to understand what I'm saying. I, I think that it's important for us to gather together at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings, 
And normally our services go to 10.30 or, I'm, I'm sorry, 11.30 or 11.20, whenever it goes. And, and, and I'm just going to tell you, that's not enough time for you to really have a walk with God. I, I think you should do that. I, I think you should be at church. I think you should worship together. I think that there should be times of prayer. But, but I think that it's important for us to, to expand our time with God. Beyond that hour and 20 minutes, I think it's important daily to walk with God. Today, this is what I want to do today. Today, I want to live the life of prayer, of forgiveness, of kindness, of compassion, of helping, of of denying self. Today, I want to live my life walking with God. And, And when walking with God... I know know it's kind of a metaphor, but it's really saying I want to keep God as my first priority, the first priority of my life. And as I'm keeping him the first priority, there's some some natural things that will happen. I, I, I will include him in more and more of my decisions. How many of you know it's a good thing to have God be a part of your decisions? It's an important thing to hear Jesus when you're making decisions in your life. And, and as I'm walking with him, and if I make that a, a, something that is repeated, it's a powerful, strong pattern of living, then guess what happens? More and more, he becomes a part of my decisions. More and more, it becomes a part of my actions. More and more, he becomes a part of my thoughts. More and more, it becomes a part of my relationships. And I turn to him constantly now. And he gives me the strength to move through the various moments of our life. I'm going to be honest with you. If I had the walk with him that I desire and, and I'm always moving forward, as I told you, if dad was here, He'd tell you he failed miserably. That I, I, I have a lot of these things I have to work on. I, I was really... When it came today to uh, I will forgive, you know, it's like, oh, but you don't know how they hurt me. And the truth of it is walking with him, I can understand the hurt that he went through and the willingness he was in to forgive those who hurt him. And it it smites my heart and I say, Lord, I I have to forgive also. I, I think... I want to just dig in just a minute, and I I, I kind of want to almost offend you, if, if you don't mind. Even though this prayer list says, do not be offended. <laughs> I want to offend you just a little bit. What would you change in your life if you were walking with Jesus, if your walk with Jesus equaled your desire to walk? What, what would you change? What, what would be glaring in your life where you said, I, I have to remove that. You know what? I can't do that anymore. I, I can't believe that I have fallen into this trap. I can't believe that I have fallen into this situation. What, what would it be uh, today in the rhythm of your life that you would realize that this is not a beautiful a song that is being sung, that this is not a 
gentle stroll. You, you find that there's moments in our life that are off key. There's moments in our life that, that the walk is, we've made it difficult. But walking with Jesus gets me back in that place where I'm willing to shed some stuff. <laughs> you know, probably some of our New Year's resolutions should be about shedding stuff. Anybody have anything you need to get rid of in your life? Every one of us. Yeah. I, I could hold up two hands and a leg. I don't have a good enough balance for that, but I could. That's, that's how many things I need to change in my own life. And that's what happens when I walk with Jesus. When I walk with Jesus, he becomes more and more a part of these little things in my life that are really big things I really feel to stop and pray. I'm at the Friendswood campus and I feel the spirit of the Lord in this place. I'm believing that you're feeling it there in Houston and in League City. I really feel just to pause here and pray that whatever that area is that is causing destruction in our life, that, that today we would ask Jesus, walk with me in this area so that I can remove that from my life and the torment that it brings to my life and I can live the way that you want me to live. And, and I'm going to go a step further. I, I'm going to ask all of our campuses just to stand with me while I pray. I think this is just a sacred moment at the beginning of 2023. Lord, I thank you so much for all that you have done for us. I thank you, dear Lord, for this day. Lord, to think that you are willing to spend life with us and walk with us and, and counsel us and comfort us and protect us and... And to thank, dear Lord, that you love us that much. And this is what I am praying on this moment, oh God, that that area in our life that uh, we need you in, that, that, that is a, a destructive part of our life, uh, an area that perhaps we've said, don't walk with me here, Jesus. I don't want you to be a part of this. I don't want you to see it. And Lord, we know you see everything. I, I pray that even today, oh God, that there would be a repentance and a turn and that someone would say, I will no longer walk by myself in this situation. Jesus, I need you to walk with me here so that I can find the wisdom and the help that only you can provide. I ask it in Jesus' name. Walk with me. Will you pray that with me right now? Walk with me, Jesus. I want to hear your voices. Walk with me, Jesus. Walk with me in these things, Lord. Walk with me. Help me, Lord. Walk with me, oh Jesus, I pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen. Thank you so much for standing. I really felt maybe that somebody at this moment, and I don't know if it's at the Friendswood campus or one of the other campuses, I really felt someone at this point is just at that place where you're trying to make that decision. I, I, I know that the Bible says in Proverbs Three, five through six, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. That, that's really walking alone. We lean on to our own understanding. We're all, we're by ourselves. But in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. This is how he directs your path. Follow me. Follow me. God wants us walking with him through all the seasons of our life. God wants us walking with him when we go through our schooling. We when we make friends. He wants us to walk with him when we start our careers, when we have a marriage, when we're having kids, when we're living life 
God wants us to walk with him when we're plugging into a, a faith family like Life Church and, and you begin to learn and love and share and, and serve. And, and, you know, we've had a, a rhythm that we've tried to develop at Life Church over the last few years, the rhythm of, of life groups, and that's coming up in just a few weeks, of, of plugging people in. Uh, I heard somebody say not long ago, uh, uh, somebody that, that wants to be godly will walk with godly people. And I think that's so true. Get, get involved in your life groups. The, the 21 days of prayer that we do here and then at the end of the summer, we, we want to develop those. And, and I'll just close my sermon today by quickly covering three principles um, of walking with God. It's there in your notes, and I'd like for you to just take the time to look at them. Uh, uh, three principles of walking with God. The first one is so simple, it's just choose to walk with God. Walking with God doesn't just happen. It's a choice that we make. The, the scripture I read in the book of Matthew, Peter and, and Andrew, and, and, and guess what they did? They immediately left their nest. They made a choice. And, and the choice is really just a lifestyle. It's, a, it's a, not a one-time choice, but it's a daily choice. Every day I, I'm, I'm going to walk with him. And I, I just say this to you. When you make that choice, this is what happens. You open up so many possibilities in your life. A lot of people look at walking with Christ and, and, and they see it as restrictive. They see it as, well, I can't do this, but... But they don't understand the possibilities. Just walking with him gives me the assurance of his presence with me and of his power in my life no matter what I will face. Our God is powerful and with him all things are possible. And so while I'm not told I'm going to avoid trials and while there's no promise that my heart won't be broken, I do know this. He's going to be there with me and it's I'm able to go through it because of the great power of his overcoming, the resurrection I can go through it. And I want to say one more thing about this. I think this is something that is lost many times in our understanding is that when I make the choice to walk with him, I'm really making a choice that I can have a better life. And I'm not talking better life of another house, a two-story house, whatever. I'm talking about a a better life in that I have a greater understanding of what God wants for my life. I don't want us to measure spirituality. How are you doing spiritually? Well, I'm about a nine in patience and a four in forgiveness. And you put it all together. I'm about a 7.5. You know, I'm doing pretty good. That's ridiculous. We don't do that. It's pretty funny, but, you know, that's just how I roll. We don't do that. This is what we do. We know that there is a sense of progress in our life. When I'm praying and when I'm walking with God, I feel closer to him. I feel more assured of what God wants to accomplish in my life. And then I know that when I choose to walk with God, I'm choosing a heavenly direction. This is where God's going to lead me. He's going to lead me into eternity. And when I make the choice to walk with him, I'm not walking. I'm not on the highway to hell. (laughs) When I'm walking with him, I'm making a choice to walk in the direction of a heavenly eternity.
Second thing is that I walk by faith, not emotions. Everybody say walk by faith. Walking by God, it means that I have a solid grasp on the fact that I'm not always going to feel comfortable. And a lot of people, they want to live their life on what makes them happy and what makes them comfortable. And the truth is, those people normally end up in miserable situations because when we make our own choices, it's not going to lead to something that is good. Our choices take us away from God. But when I start making choices based on the teachings of Jesus and and when I make choices based upon what what the word of God teaches me, I know that it requires me to have faith, not what I feel in the moment. And the world is all about whatever feels good, do it. No, no, no. that's crazy. That's crazy to think that way. That's not the way that I build my life. I don't base my movement and my decisions on the feelings of the moment. I base it on the principle of what God wants for my life. And Paul said it in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith, not by sight. And and as Paul says that, um, uh, the following passages, you'll find him talking about all of the difficult times he went through. He's not saying we walk by faith and not by sight. And man, my life's been fantastic. He said, we walk by faith, not by sight. And guys, this is all I've gone through. But God's been with me. He's helped me. He's saying his relationship in following Jesus is by faith, not by sight. And that that making decision is not based on how he's comfortable, but how God has created him to live. And I know today you may be in a difficult situation and you don't know that God's around. You don't feel like God's around. But what can you do in those moments? You you don't want to give in. You don't want to give out. You just remind yourself, hey, I'm not the first person to go through a trial. I'm not the first person to go through a battle. You remind yourself of the many stories that we read in the word of God. Stories of, 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 of moments when people living their daily life by God's walk and by God's will, that they made the choice on it. And it wasn't based on what they saw and it wasn't based on what made them feel good, but it was based on their trust in God who was unseen. And and do you know who those heroes are? We're, We're now, according to Hebrews chapter 12, we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. They're up there. They're seeing everything that we're going through. And the the instruction there in Hebrews 12 and 1 is uh, strip off every weight that slows you down. The sin that is so easily and run with endurance the race that God has set before you. And and I, I love that he said this cloud of witnesses because when I go back to Hebrews chapter 11 and I start reading through the list of these witnesses, you know what I find? I find flawed people. I find people that are sinful. I find people that made horrible mistakes, probably far greater mistakes than anybody in this room has made. There's murderers and adulterers and all kind of people in this list. And and yet they end up being our heroes today because they didn't live by feelings. They walked by faith. God is something that is beyond the experiences of this life, both pleasurable and pain. 
And you know you're walking by faith and not by sight by these days when you, when you pray, even though you don't feel anything. Ever, anybody ever been in a place where you prayed and you didn't feel anything? Keep praying. That's walking by faith and not by sight. It, you, you keep doing it even when you're afraid or discouraged. You get the word out. You, you decide to do the right thing because it is God's will you're seeking and not your own. Third and last point. Walk in newness of life. Everybody say newness. This is the will of God. So a walk is... Simple to start. You, you take one step and put it in front of the other, and then you follow, and then you repeat, and, and it walks over and over again. But when God calls us to walk, it's not a complicated thing, but God is always calling us to walk into something that is new. Now, I mentioned earlier that Nancy and I walk. We live on a road that's a cul-de-sac, and that's the road that we walk. And as we've walked that road these last many years, we've commented on every landscaping job. <laughs> we've looked at people and wondered, are they ever going to fix that fence? We've talked about their paint jobs, their cars. I mean, we have commented on those dogs look scary. Let's avoid that one. I mean, we have done this. Because we have gone around the same street over and over and over again. It's very rare now that we see something new. That is not the walk with God. That's not the newness of life that God wants to bring to your life. Now, I want to also say that walking is not a sprint. We don't run around, obviously. We don't run around that street. I made a decision years ago to give up running. I, I, I hate it, but I did it. And, um, I, don't, I can't run. But a lot of people think that their walk with God is running, a sprint, a full-out race, when the truth of it is it's not anything like that. It's putting one foot in front of the other. Walking with God is not a rocket launch. It's not some great, overwhelming experience that you're going to have on one Sunday and then, oh, everything's good after that. It's making up your mind, I'm going to live walking with Jesus. I'm going to walk with him when I'm in my home. I'm, I'm going to walk with him when I'm in my office. I'm going to walk with him when I'm in my schoolroom. I'm going to walk with him when I'm on the street. I'm going to walk with him everywhere I go. I'm going to walk with Jesus. I want to walk with him. I, I know that there are some things in my life that I can run ahead and, and try and work out on my own. And, 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 and if you want to go fast, just go by yourself. But if you want to go far, walk with Jesus. Just let him be a part of every day of your life. If you want to go far, go far with others. Get a part. I've already mentioned life groups. But I just can't emphasize it enough, find someone to do life with. Nancy and I are having a life group in our home, and I can't wait to get with those people that I love and talk about the Word of God. Romans 6 and 4 says, Therefore, we were buried with Him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. The, the Apostle Paul spoke those words to remind the new Christians that they needed to leave behind the old things. We're, we're walking into new things. Now, everybody say new things. I, I am just praying 
that 2023 would hold so many new things in the spirit for you. And, and I believe that Paul is trying to say that our lives should always be growing. It, it should be changing. We, we shouldn't be satisfied with how we are, but, but there should be a desire in the rhythm of our life to find what God wants for us next. And you can get better at this. You can be a greater Christian. You can be closer to God. And I'm not talking about that in some way where we measure and check. I'm talking about in my heart, I want to draw close to Him. I want to know Him. I, I have a question. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm so close to wrapping up. I'm not even going to ask for five more minutes. I'm just going to close. My question is, What's the new thing God's doing in your life? What is the new thing? And, and if there's not a new thing going on, then, then, then what, where are you walking? And what are you doing? Just, just consider it another way. And we touched on it last week in our message. <clears throat> where are you spiritually restless and you're talking to God about doing something new in your life? Follow that. Follow that. Have a vision for what God wants to bring. That, that visionary that I talked about. That new understanding to help us grow closer to Him. To cope with life on His terms. And, and to help us love people more like Jesus. Amen. Rhythm. Today. Everybody say today. Our part of walking with God is just making the choice. So in every season of life. I walk by faith, not just by how I feel. I, I trust him. I trust him. I, I, I move. I know that he moves me to that which is good for my life. Can we start a rhythm in our life, in our church, that we walk close with God? Will you stand with me? And I would call the prayer team from all of the campuses to come forward and Worship teams, please come up at all the campuses. I, I want to talk just a few more minutes here while you're standing. And prayer team, come right on. This is what I would love. Will, will you look at me for just a moment? I know there's a lot of moving around, but will you, will you look at me for just a moment? Can we be... Intentional. Can we be intentional about what God wants to do in our life? Can, can, can we take the time every Sunday just to make a plan for this week on walking with God, of, of feeling that this is who I'm going to pray for, this is what I'm going to pray about? Can, can we be intentional about reading our word, about praying, about that this is just the life that I want to live? And I, and I pray that today you would just let today be a day of decision that you will walk with Jesus. I, I pray that at every campus someone would make that decision. Today's Baptism Sunday. The, the baptistry set up out here. Pastor Tito told me no one's registered for today. But you know what? I believe that someone needs to take that step today at Friendswood. I know that there are people in Houston and people in League City that are already registered. Let, let today be that day of just, I, I, I'm going to be a part of it. Some of you need freedom. Make, make up your mind. I'm going to be in a freedom life group. I'm going to be intentional 
I'm going to be intentional about living them, God, walking with God. I'm going to be intentional. On the back of our, our Connect card, and I, I hope that you have one of these, we have some areas that you can make choices in your life. Today I'm going to surrender my life to Jesus. I'm going to renew my commitment to Jesus. I'm going to be baptized. I, I want to join a life group. I'm ready to start serving. I, I, I pray that even today, as you're making these decisions, I pray that you would just check one of those. As a matter of fact, I, I wonder if there's anybody here today that you're just ready to make the decision. And I'm not, I'm not talking about if you've been walking with Jesus. I'm talking about somebody new today. You want to raise your hand and say, I, I want to surrender today. Today is the day I want to surrender my life. If, 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 you, if you've made that decision, raise your hand here in Friendswood, there in League City, in Houston. Raise your hand. Today is the day. Thank you so much. And this is what I would ask you to do. Take time to check that. Take time to come down and pray today. If you feel anything out on that card, we want to partner with you and we want to pray with you and we want our team to, to pray with you. So uh, I, I'm going to close out with prayer here and, and my prayer is going to be for you to follow those steps and to really walk with God. As soon as I get through with my prayer, the worship teams will take at the service at all of the campuses. And uh, will you just pray with me? Perhaps if you're with your family, why don't you take them by the hand because a lot of times those choices need to be made as a family. Oh my goodness, I felt something really strong when I said that. Sometimes those choices need to be made as a family. Somebody needs to make that choice with your family. I'm going to walk with God. Jesus, right now, we're so thankful for what we have felt in this service. We're so thankful for your blessings. We're so thankful for your help. What an awesome God you are that you've given us an invitation to follow you, to walk with you, to learn of you, to know of you. And, and I pray that even this week, dear Lord, even today, even this moment, God, that someone would make a choice to follow you with all of their heart. I just pray, dear Lord, that you would help us today. We can't go back and live this day over. So today, help us to make a wise choice not trust our own understanding but to, to look to you for all of the things that we know that you will help us with Lord I just ask your help and your strength in Jesus name